We've all probably heard, you're SOL. In the civil justice world, SOL stands for Statute of Limitations. On this episode of... It's the Keith Law PLLC Podcast, and I'm Jason Keith, attorney in Houston, Texas. Keith Law is a Texas-based law firm that helps businesses protect and enhance their competitive advantages by assisting with trademark issues and identifying and protecting trade secrets. The firm's goal is to help businesses prevent and address business problems, and I hope this podcast will do the same. Statute of limitations means you're out of luck if you want to assert a cause of action that's time-barred by the applicable time limit statute. A statute of limitations establishes a time limit for a plaintiff to file a lawsuit. The main reason for these time limits is to avoid lawsuits based on stale or fraudulent claims. Keep in mind that a court will have jurisdiction over a lawsuit that's filed late. Limitations is simply an affirmative defense that must be asserted by the defendant in order for the court to consider it. To determine the latest date a lawsuit must be filed by, there's eight questions that should be asked. One, what is the specific cause of action's statute of limitations? Different causes of action can have different statute of limitations, and if the plaintiff has more than one viable cause of action, the lawsuit should probably be filed before the deadline for the cause of action with the shortest time limit. Question number two, Is the plaintiff a governmental unit exempt from the limitations period? Some governmental units are exempt and some aren't. I'm not going to go into this question in this episode. Question three, when did the claim accrue? The accrual analysis can be a deep dive that I'm going to try to avoid going too far into in this episode. Question four, can the accrual date be legally deferred? Question five, can the limitations period be paused? When the limitations period can be paused, it's said to be told, T-O-L-L-E-D, during the tolling period. Question six, can the defendant, that's the person being sued, be stopped from asserting the statute of limitations defense? Limitations is an affirmative defense that must be asserted by the defendant in order for the court to consider it, and under certain circumstances, the defendant can be stopped or prevented from effectively asserting the limitations defense. Question 7. Is the plaintiff's right to bring its claim cut off by another type of time limit statute called a statute of repose? And number 8. Is the plaintiff's claim subject to latches? Listen back to episode 8 for a discussion of latches in a trademark infringement context. The first question is what is the specific cause of action's statute of limitations? And as a reminder, or for the first time if you haven't tuned in before, a cause of action is a legal theory that a plaintiff, that's the person suing, must establish for legal relief, such as an injunction or a money judgment, to become available. The analogy that I use is a cake recipe. Without every ingredient in the recipe, the cake won't turn out right. Similarly, without proving every essential element of a cause of action, the plaintiff cannot access a remedy from the court. Different causes of action can have different statutes of limitation. Here's a grab bag of examples. Trademark infringement. 
the Lanham Act, that's the federal trademark statute, doesn't contain a statute of limitations. So courts look to the comparable state cause of action statute of limitations. And in Texas, the four-year statute of limitation that applies to fraud causes of action also applies to trademark infringement claims. Copyright infringement has a three-year statute of limitations. Trade secret misappropriation has a three-year statute of limitations. Tortious interference with existing contract has a two-year statute of limitations. Breach of contract is four years. Unfair competition is two years. Breach of fiduciary duty is four years. But before 1999, it was only two years. Defamation has a one-year statute of limitations. And business disparagement has a two-year statute of limitations. The next question I'm going to address in this episode is question three. When did the claim accrue? Accrual is the term that means the date when the cause of action's limitations period begins to run, meaning when the plaintiff first becomes legally entitled to bring a lawsuit. Accrual can be defined by either statute or by common law. Common law is just non-statutory law. And a few examples where statutes define the accrual include breach of warranty, which accrues when the delivery is made, the wrongful death cause of action, which accrues when the injured person dies, the Deceptive Trade Practices Act, that's the DTPA cause of action, accrues when the consumer discovered or should have discovered the occurrence of the false, misleading, or deceptive act or practice. The next question I'm going to address in this episode is, can the accrual date be legally deferred? There are two legal mechanisms for deferring the accrual date. One is called the discovery rule, and the other one's called fraudulent concealment. And without going into too much detail, the discovery rule defers the accrual of a cause of action until the plaintiff knows, or by the exercise of reasonable diligence should know, of the facts giving rise to the claim. After that, the limitations period begins to run. Similarly, fraudulent concealment defers the accrual of a cause of action until the plaintiff discovers or should have discovered the deceitful conduct or facts giving rise to the cause of action. The next question relates to tolling. Can the limitations period be paused? When the limitations period can be paused, it is said to be tolled during the tolling period. Unlike deferral, which postpones accrual, tolling suspends the running of the time limit after accrual of the cause of action. There are seven general reasons for which limitations may be tolled. One is legal disability, such as being under 18 years old or being of unsound mind. On the date that disability is removed, the tolling of the limitations period ends. Two, military service tolls the limitations period under the Service Members Civil Relief Act during active service or active duty. Three, death tolls limitations for the 12 months following the death of a person against whom or in favor of whom there may be a cause of action. Unless the estate's personal representative, such as an executor, is appointed before the 12 months expires. If an executor or other personal representative of the decedent's estate is appointed before the 12 months expires, 
then the tolling ends at that time of appointment. Absence from the state. When an individual or corporation is absent from the state, the limitations period is tolled. The term absence here for this rule requires a detailed analysis that exceeds the scope of this episode. Lack of jurisdiction. If the plaintiff files the lawsuit in the wrong court and the court dismisses the case for lack of jurisdiction, meaning the court doesn't have the legal authority to decide the case, then limitations is told for 60 days during which the plaintiff should file in a proper court. Misnomer and misidentification is number six. When a plaintiff misnames or misidentifies a party in a lawsuit, limitations may be told subject to an analysis that exceeds the scope of this episode. And the seventh and last potential basis for tolling is called equitable tolling under very limited circumstances, limitations can be told for equitable reasons. The next of the eight questions is, can the defendant, the person being sued, be estopped from asserting the statute of limitations defense? Estopped is spelled E-S-T-O-P-P-E-D, estopped. And that just means prevented. Limitations is an affirmative defense that must be asserted by the defendant in order for the court to consider it. And under certain circumstances, the defendant can be stopped or prevented from effectively asserting the limitations defense. The doctrine of equitable estoppel can legally prevent a defendant from raising the defense of limitations when the defendant or the defendant's agent or representative made representations that induced the plaintiff to delay filing the lawsuit until after limitations had run. The next of the eight questions is, is the plaintiff's right to bring its claim cut off by another type of time limit statute called a statute of repose? In certain limited circumstances, the plaintiff's cause of action can be cut off before it even accrues. This means that unless the plaintiff's cause of action actually arises within the time allowed under the statute of repose, the plaintiff cannot have a cause of action even if the plaintiff is diligent after discovering the defect or problem. A few examples where there are statute of repose include the 10-year statutes of repose, protecting architects, engineers, design professionals, residential construction contractors, and surveyors. The general idea behind a statute of repose is to prevent or reduce liability risk related to work done a long time ago. And the last question is, is the plaintiff's claim subject to latches? Listen back to episode eight for a discussion of latches in a trademark infringement context. But basically, under the equitable defense called latches, a plaintiff can be legally prevented from having its lawsuit heard even when limitations has not yet expired. To establish latches, the defendant has to assert this defense and prove one, two, and three. One, an unreasonable delay that caused, two, a detrimental change in the defendant's position, and three, that there are extraordinary circumstances that justify the application of latches. And the primary takeaway from this episode is that the legal ability to bring a lawsuit has time limits. But the time limits are not always simple to determine in light of the exceptions and the exceptions to the exceptions that often required detailed analysis.
The most important takeaway is to not sleep on your rights. If you have a claim that you may want or need to handle eventually, it's best to consult with your attorney sooner rather than later to avoid becoming inadvertently prejudiced by a statute of limitations, statute of repose, or latches. Please subscribe to the Keith Law PLLC podcast so that you don't miss an episode. Check the show notes for information related to this episode. And if you have any questions, email me or schedule a call using my Calendly link. When you use the Calendly link to schedule a call, please include information so that I can have a chance to prepare for your question before I call you at the time you select. Disclaimer, this audio is for informational purposes only and should not be misinterpreted as legal or other professional advice. If you have a legal question, you should consult with an attorney in your jurisdiction. This is Jason Keith thanking you for listening to the Keith Law PLLC podcast.